0: Plus.
1: All right, well, on the show with me today is Marine Major Fred Galvin, who has some strong thoughts about election 2022. On my Sling TV Sunday, I'll talk about what the Astros winning the World Series means and so much more. But we'll talk to you later. Just enjoy this conversation on my Sunday sit-down uh, or Sunday pod, whatever. There's so many names for this podcast. Uh, enjoy my conversation with Marine Major Galvin just days before election 2022. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett. And uh, tonight, we're just a few days away from this election happening on November 8th. And as I promised you, I want to bring back Marine Major Galvin, author of A Few Bad Men. Uh, first of all, thanks for rejoining me, Major.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you, all.
1: So I know you have a lot to talk about. So tell me what's going on. What are, What is your thought as uh, we head into the weekend of, you know, election time? We're almost there.
0: Yes. Um, Well, what I would say to every American is don't take what I say at face value. Look it up. Read the definition of treason. Read the definition of a traitor. Read my book, A Few Bad Men, and go to the polls and vote. What I mean by that is we saw what happened a year ago. Most Americans are pretty outraged at how we retreated from Afghanistan. We didn't need to exit that way. That's not doctrinally how we do it, Alex. But what we had was a betrayal of the American people. We, doctrinally, you find multiple airfields or seaports. Of course, Afghanistan doesn't have seaports. But we degraded down to one airport there in uh, or Kabul, Are least defensible. We gave up Bagram. Everybody knows this. But then what happened? That first flight out was filled with a record number of passengers on a military aircraft of 683. They were all Afghans. They were all Afghans. And what the doctrine says by the Department of State and Department of Defense for noncombatant evacuation operations is that we have a priority to categorize American citizens in the doctrine. It's number one priority is American citizens, not Afghans. So before even notifying, triaging, evacuating the Americans, the Afghans were the first ones out of there. And I say that because 13 Americans were killed after that because the military had withdrawn. Then they flew the Marines back in to Kabul and then they later were killed, and they still didn't have the Americans notified and, and evacuated. Uh, this was a stunt that was – it wasn't that we just knew better. We always do this differently because we do it according to our doctrine. Now, if you think that's bad, and it was, that, that was a betrayal of the American people. When you read my book, A Few Bad Men, this is a nonfiction story. also happened around an event that centered in Afghanistan, in 2007, where I commanded the very first Marine Special Operations Task Force that went into combat in Afghanistan, the Marine Corps never wanted to participate in special operations. They didn't want to do it in World War II, when President Roosevelt created the Marine Raiders. So they disbanded. the Marine Corps disbanded the Raiders after two years of fighting in combat. In 1987, when all the joint services gave their elite units to the Special Operations Command. The Marine Corps did not want to do that, and they kept force reconnaissance to themselves. And then in 2001, when Dr. Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, ordered all services to increase capacity for Special Operations Forces, the Marines, again, resisted. So my point in this background is that the Marine Corps never wanted this. They were ordered to create it in October of 2005 right after uh you know bush 43 got re-elected they thought he wouldn't get re-elected but he did and he kept rumsfeld and rumsfeld ordered the marine corps thou shall create this they notified me you're going to be the first commanding officer we founded the first company we deployed overseas and the first thing that came up the marine corps used that an attempt to put it on our heads that we committed mass murder they knew what They knew what happened, and better, Alex, they knew what did not happen. They said that we were drunk. We left at 6 o'clock in the morning. Alex, have you ever spoke to anyone, a sane, logical, adult, commanding officer, that time had served for 20 years in the Marine Corps, that said that, yeah, at 6 o'clock in the morning, when we left on a combat patrol in eastern Afghanistan, right on the Afghan-Pakistan border, that we would all get drunk but our our commanding officer knew that wasn't true but that's what he stated because he wanted to believe it, it was they wanted the sacrificial lamb to be sacrificed and destroyed no matter what the deal was but if they thought that i was this mass murderer on the why would when they came when we were flown back to face this investigation and later trial war crimes trial why would they have put me for over a year and a half in charge of the training of the entire Marine Special Operations Command? Know what, that's, a,
1: that's a question I think anybody would want to ask. And i got to ask you, this, this story is resonating because you've been traveling around, right? So you've been telling the story yes. not just on podcast, but you went to Philly you went, or you went to Pennsylvania, you went to Jersey, you were in Cali. Yes. Tell us about the tour you've been on to talk about all of this pain that you guys have gone through. And is it is it tying into the election? Do you see your story swaying the votes here?
0: Well, I do see it having an impact. And one thing that I wish didn't happen, but I do need to have more Americans wake up, it is having an effect on the retention. Because people are voting and they're leaving the service. And it's having an impact on recruiting. And that's not necessarily what I want, but I'm asking your listeners to notify all of their friends and family, that when you go to the polls, you need to vote. This is, we're talking about the nation's largest employer by number of headcount, the most lethal employer in the United States, obviously. They have the most power, and they sought out to destroy seven known innocent men. And then even after we were exonerated by the jury, they allowed this professional destruction. I mean, what happened after that? Well, it was clear went back to work for seven more years until I was forced to retire because I hit service limitations, but they allowed this repeated, nonstop destruction in the press to where when I retired seven years later, literally, I have the evidence right here, I tailor-made seven 700 resumes before I got my first interview, not the first job, my first interview, because when you're late, li- Labeled as the Jeffrey Dahmer of the twenty first century, chances of getting a job are not going to be very high that when they say you murdered nineteen and wounded fifty women, children, elderly, they even said we killed bovine creatures. My point is america this is what we spend the most money after entitlements. I'm talking about non discretionary spending. This is what we spend more money on in America than in anything else, and over your lifetime to include your house, you will spend more in tax dollars. So the question that you need to ask yourself, I'll ask a couple questions. One, if if you had a problem with your house and you're paying all this money for somebody to fix it and they're not fixing it but you keep paying more money, would you fire them and expect that the next person does a better job? Well, that's what I'm asking you to do next Tuesday, November 8th, Go to the polls. Every single person that is incumbent, do not vote for them. Get them out of office. I don't care who they are, and I don't care who the next person is, even if they're worse. We have to send a signal that this is a republic, America is a republic, and the people have the power to a republic, and the people will not ever be allowed to have their leaders failed where the military leaders must be held accountable. Just like General McClellan, when he was a failed general, President Lincoln held him accountable. Hey, General, do you mind if I use your army? If you know, if you're not going to use them uh, during the Civil War, we're not winning. If we can't win a bunch of, with a bunch of Afghans using rifles made designed two years after World War II and homemade explosives, now we're thinking that we're going to take on and whoop up on China, and, and people won't even stay in the service. So America, again, going back to what do you pay the most of your tax dollars towards, and what will you pay more to than anything else in over your lifetime, that's our national defense. It's not working. We haven't put a W on the board in quite some time. These generals were going to Congress continuously and lying, saying that, all the metrics in Afghanistan, we need to stay, stay longer, stay longer. We did that for 20 years. And look at the back alley abortion that happened last August, just over a year ago. And we're supposed to trust these people. We're supposed to trust the elected officials that hold are supposed to hold them accountable, with, but haven't. And now we think that we're going to take on China. China is not waiting just to take over Taiwan, Alex. They did this exercise, exercise sniper frontier. They have...
1: Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know they have a lot of places where their fingers are in, right? Like you got Afghanistan, even, even Italy, there's a lot of places. And, in and they're policing Taiwan. up all the
0: natural resources all across the world. But more importantly, they're showing who's the big dog in town. Maduro, President Maduro of Venezuela, invited them. And there was a total of 13 countries here in the Americas doing exercise in the Caribbean, 1,700 miles off the Florida coast with Russia, China, Iran. So this isn't going on somewhere in a remote place. This is happening in our front yard. and We're not doing anything about it because we are perceived as weak. A couple other examples besides the exercise sniper frontier that just happened in the Caribbean this past August. 35 ballistic missiles launched by North Korea this year. Russia invades Ukraine. They are doing this because we are perceived as weak. This isn't just a series of events that just happen as a stream of consciousness by all these leaders across the globe, no, they perceive us for who we are, and that is weak, and that our military is a joke right now. We can't even have forces that are retained and recruited at levels that we need to fight because parents don't want their kids to serve, and it. it's not because we have a tight labor market, That's that is not the reason. Alex, I just, before joining Tesla here, I was working as a civilian for the military after my 27 years in the Marines. I was working for four years just until recently, and every single person that wanted out, they didn't tell me that they were getting a job at Tesla, Alex. They didn't tell me that their wife was complaining because they're living in Hawaii where we're stationed at and that they had too much free time because they're not employing anymore. That's not what they were telling me about. They were telling me that this wokeism is so sick and everything that they they cannot stand, they can't even say a word about. They're purging the, our leaders out of our military, and this should wake every American up. If you care about our military, if you want it to be effective, because someday it will need to be effective, because that fight isn't going to go someplace far away on the other side of the globe. Look up and, and take don't take my word. Research it yourself. Exercise Sniper Frontier, Caribbean, Venezuela. Find out what just happened out here because we're looked at as a joke and we're not doing anything about it. And I'm not I am not an alarmist or somebody that likes to rattle sabers. I do not wish we go to war with a superpower, but when we don't project strength and our leaders are not looked at as leaders This will happen to us, and we're going to get drawn into a war. And there's many of these retired generals, such as those that came after us in the book, A Few Bad Men, that guess where they're all working. Where is General Dunford, the former commandant, former chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff working? That's right, Lockheed Martin, board member. Where is the colonel, got promoted all the way up to four-star general, John Nicholson of the United States Army. Where is he working? That's right. He's the chief executive of Middle East operations for Lockheed Martin. That makes two, and those are Lockheed Martin's, the globe's largest defense firm. And then you look at General Mattis, the convening authority in our case. He's on multiple boards, one, the Cohen Group. Uh, they make these sweetheart deals with China, and he was working with them before he became Secretary of Defense, which he conveniently left off his professional resume in January 2017 when he was being sworn in. and. Uh, at his confirmation hearing with the Senate Armed Services Committee, he didn't admit that. But then what does he do after he's fired by President Trump? He goes right back and works for the Cohen Group, as well as... That I did he's
1: not know. That, that I did not know. And I've got to... oh a... Washington I...
0: Examiner, Rowan Scar- Scarborough wrote an excellent article, but he also worked for General Dynamics, where he's working after he got fired as a Secretary of Defense. He's back there working at General Dynamics, making a million dollars a year on top of his... This is no kidding. Look it all up on top of his $203,000 a year salary, and here's a guy, the thing that John Nicholson, Joe Dunford, Jim Mattis, uh, I could go on. The current Secretary of Defense, where'd he come from? Raytheon. And what do all four of us have in common? Uh, Actually, that's fine. Dunford, Mattis, Nicholson, Austin, we're all infantry officers. Why are these people working for aerospace and high-tech companies? We None of us have degrees in radars, missile systems, aviation. And like Mattis, he was even working for Theranos. Er, Alex, I'm sure you know about Elizabeth Holmes, the first, uh, the the youngest self made billionaire, female billionaire in the United States, went down and indicted for this Theranos, which Mattis, when he was wearing four stars in charge of all the forces in the Middle East at Central Command, said, What, told e- emailing the Pentagon, what do we need to do? What obstacles need to be removed? for us to get this employed in Afghanistan. We've been after this for a year. What needs to happen? He's coercing the Pentagon as a four-star general and then goes to work on their board and testifies to Congress last year that I didn't know anything about this. You can't be ignorant when you're trying to push this as a general officer. When you're a board member, you have a fiduciary right to know what the hell's going on in a company like that. You can't plead ignorance. But I got it. General Mattis doesn't have a Ph.D. in microbiology. hes They're all paid for placement and access. And if America, if you're cool and you're good with all these generals just going to work for these boards, this isn't some no general left behind program that they're paying people a million dollars a year, just like General Nicholson to work for Lockheed Martin and move with his new wife that he dumped his old wife of over two decades with a bunch of kids. And now he's living over in Abu Dhabi working for... Lockheed Martin with Noreen McDonald, his new wife. This is what's going on, America. Well, I mean, You've paid these generals who failed. They betrayed us. Is. Read the book.
1: This is fascinating because I want to know now, obviously, what can the midterms do to better the situation for the military? I mean, if, let's say, Republicans get the House and Senate, I mean, can any of these midterms make a difference for the military and members of the military than they are right now? I mean, I, yes. I
0: would hope so. If if every, and this is, I'm a realist, but we have to send a signal that your leadership, I don't care if you're Jim Jordan, I don't care if you have the best reputation, you didn't stand up, you didn't bring, like, remember Walter Jones, Google search Walter Jones, James Weirich. He brought the comment on the Marine Corps, you know, into Congress, and during congressional testimony said, you know, He had made a public statement about these, these leaders, these failures, like General Amos was, who said, I want these Marines crushed from this uh, situation where these Marine snipers had urinated on the Taliban. I'm sure you, you and your listeners recall some of this, but they still are protected by the presumption of innocence, due process. What does it say under the apex of the Supreme Court? Equal justice under law. This is not... Some monarchy, a tyranny—that's what we oppose and we ob- objected from, and we cannot tolerate when somebody tries to impose himself as some monarch that has they can lawfully abuse authority. We don't. That's what happened in my case, and it repeatedly happens in the military, and they're not held accountable. So, America, if you're cool with the sons and daughters, and I'm not talking about somebody else's, I'm talking about yours, because we're going to get drawn into. All these general officers that I've mentioned, what are they doing? They're not being paid a million dollars because these companies are just benevolent. Trust me, if you're listening to the show, you likely have a retirement plan that has stocks that invest in these companies, and they want those companies to increase their top line and, more importantly, their net profits on the bottom line, and they're not paying these generals to lose money for them. They're paying them to increase revenues. How do defense companies do that when we're not at war? That's right. They do it by starting a war. They do it by, oh, guess who I just mentioned? General, now Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Where did he come from? Raytheon. Where do these two other war pimps come from? That's right. I said Lockheed Martin. What do those two companies have in common? A joint venture. That's right. They make the Javelin missile, which we gave a third. That's 5000 Javelin missiles to Ukraine. Don't you worry, America. No, don't worry, because guess what? We'll remake a bunch more, and that's going to make a lot of people rich because the prime vendor is going to be Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Not a whole lot of companies that can compete with those two, but that's where all these generals go. And guess what? They don't want $58 billion given to Ukraine. They want countless U.S. taxpayers' dollars. That's right, our money to go to these companies in a big war that will likely happen in the Straits of Taiwan. And when the Chinese push those 96 miles across the Straits before we ever get there, guess what? That's right, 96 miles, and they lodge on Taiwan. The only way we're going to dislodge them is through amphibious and airborne operations, and that's going to be extremely bloody, America. And guess what? When we fight the Chinese, and mark my words, we will, that's right. It's not going to be good old boys from the Midwest fighting that war. It's going to be your sons and daughters too. So you better send a signal next Tuesday, stand up and be an American, show that the people of a republic are the ones that have the power, and we're going to vote every single one of these people out. And I'm a realist. That's likely not going to happen, but the people need to have it in the back of their mind, and I'm talking about the Pelosi's, I'm talking about January 6th, that I don't really care about those things. Because when you allow our cities to be burned and our homes to be broken into and our cars and property to be damaged and destroyed, guess what? There needs to be a clear signal that, you know, God just allowed some of this other stuff to happen. But it's going to happen to you because we're going to revoke your D.C. privileges and get you kicked out of Uh office because that's the power of the people.
1: I love that. All right, real real quick here since we're talking about Ukraine for a minute, uh, it's unbelievable that a report's coming out that we have boots on the ground in Ukraine. United States Secretary you know, the Senate admits that. Well is that recent? Have we had their troops? have we had troops there all along and we just didn't want to talk about it or what's going on with that?
0: You know, Alex, to be hundred percent honest, I have to plead ignorance on that and it's not because I know something that I don't want to talk about. I just uh, with my current job I I'm a workaholic at Tesla and if the Secretary of Defense has stated that I wouldn't say it's probably false but i will say this that there are a number of things happening with how little oil reserves we have we're we're setting ourselves up for a flash point like we've done in two other world wars and here we go now you've got you know vladimir wanting to uh have you know Zelensky wants to be a part of nato People are considering that. So a strike against one is a strike against all we've reports of American boots on the ground in Ukraine, reports also, and who knows if this is disinformation on this part, I'm about ready to tell you, but I'm sure you've heard it about Ukraine pushing into Russian territory, which which can indeed escalate situations even further. If we get involved in this, and you've heard, you know, in a communist country where the leader has almost absolute power if if the troops are failing and they will hold people accountable and if they have a revolution uh, you know that's why putin is talking about using nuclear weapons and that's not something we want to have escalate to that level but <clears throat> i ask uh, most americans do have you traveled to Ukraine? Some have, some have. What interest do we have there that's an American interest? And I know people have family. I know people have businesses. People have business interests. But is that some strategic interest of the United States of America in Ukraine for us to get drawn into a war? And And I also ask you this. Would you allow yourself or your children or your nieces and nephews to be the first not to go over. There's been millions of Americans that have been sent to Iraq and Afghanistan. 7000 paid the ultimate price. But I'm saying, would you allow your son and daughter to go over and be on the front lines? So before we start talking about getting involved... And well, you know, I it's, think-
1: it, it, it's so interesting you mention this because there's actually a bill that might come down if Republicans get control that stops the funding to Ukraine. And it it may seem really bad, but you know what? It's not the bad idea now because we've spent over billions and billions and now another 12 billion recently that spending has to stop so i see where you're going with that
0: we don't need to get sucked in this war and every time you know we're starting to get more and more missiles uh you know there's all this animosity over in russia over the, you know the casualties that they're getting it's it's not our fight america we you know we we talk about all this I mean there is flat out genocide going on all across nations in Africa. There is there is butchering going on akin to war camps in Eastern Europe and that's going on presently in China. And you know, we seem to just want to ignore what's happened to the Uyghurs. And you yeah. know, there's there's camps, you know, in Bangladesh, there's there's camps in Myanmar. And we don't really seem to care so much about a lot of this. But you you start using information operations and spinning things to make it look like the Ukraines are an endangered species and oh my goodness, look what's going on, they're so crazy. Just don't be manipulated, America. You're you need you need to see, you know, what what is in our interest. I, I got it. I'm I'm not an idiot. I've been to 74 countries, Moses, countless times. I can't seriously even count how many times I've been to some of these countries. And the reason I say that is not to boast. I'm just saying Ukraine is not one of these countries. I, I got it. We get a lot of, you know, soil nutrients. We get a lot of fertilizer. We get a ton of agricultural product. And, I mean, they're, they make some weapons. and make some damn good ones. I know what goes on there. But this is a this is a globe where there's a global market and there's that's not the only place that sells these commodities uh i hate to say but you know i had more skin in the game than a lot of these bleeding heart people that want us to continue to fight another war like we did in iraq and afghanistan and we're still doing it in the southern philippines and places that are not even talked about but ukraine's not one of them that i want another one of my friends to go over there and and lose a leg or bleed out because he's, you know... Or, like some of my friends, lose all their limbs and have third-degree burns over 90% of their body and ended up succumbing to their wounds after eight years of writhing pain. That's not worth it. That's that's so horrible.
1: Uh, That's terrible. Okay, now, two people that I think are being highlighted or should be highlighted more, A, because one left their party the Democratic Party, and B, once running for governor of New York, Tulsi Gabbard and Lee Zeldin have been masterful at balancing their military background and their political stances. So my question to you is, why, are more, why aren't there more military members trying to change politics by getting into it? Like, what, what's the, uh, what holds a military member back from doing what Lee Zeldin and, and Tulsi have been doing their career after, after being in the service?
0: Those are good questions and one thing I will say, um I was at a recent event in uh Las Vegas where you know, a combat wounded Navy SEAL, Dan Crenshaw was there, and you know, I've reached out to these uh veterans who are members and when they were members to include Tulsi Gabbard, and I'm a you know, resident of Hawaii, and you know, Tulsi paid no attention I mean, I, she is my representative was didn't even respond back and and I wasn't just talking about my case she wasn't responding there's a current case with three marine special operators look it up the MARSOC 3 she could care less is my representative mark my words you know the looks and title you know somebody you know whisper in your ear it sounds all good you know if if they've leaned in one direction and they're an adult they're not going to go in another direction it takes some revival to do something like that and and i don't see it i don't if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck looks like a duck it's got webbed feet it's a duck and tulsi is going to be a great candidate for a, a president you know a republican candidate she's got all checks all those blocks and it's just like the situation mark my words alex Guess who's going to be on the ticket in 2024 on the DNC side is none other than the war pimp, General James Mattis, who is the convening authority that sent 49 criminal investigators and prosecuting attorneys after the seven of us when he knew we were innocent. He had all of our testimony. He had my sworn statement. He had my polygraph. He read every single – he was obligated to because he was the convening authority. That's in the military terms. That's the judge and jury – he was the final man that had to say during the investigation in Naval Criminal Investigative Service, read Appendix 3. He should have known every single one of those statements because those were made by, recorded by Naval Criminal Investigative Service for General Mattis. They're so contradictory, so ludicrous. He he didn't believe their words. He wanted to accept their words and he wanted to destroy us and he sent a prosecuting attorney dressed in civilian clothes, which is against the law, into an interrogation room and interrogated the Marine sergeant who was a driver in our second vehicle that got blown up by the suicide car bomb, threatened to deport this Marine's mother back to Mexico, which is against the, the law. Article or The 14th Amendment states whether you're native-born or nationalized, you can't have your citizenship revoked, Alex. And that's what they sweated him and got him to sign their pre-made statement to testify against us in a sworn statement. It all came out on the stand, but guess why you didn't hear about it? It, Because the media was continually removed, including when that young sergeant testified on the stand. That is what we call information operations. We can do it when a four-star general in charge of the Geographic Combatant Command approves that, Alex, but you can't do it against the American people. You can't do it against your own Marines, and that's what happened. I need your listeners to pick up Go to Amazon, read the book, A Few Bad Men. That's who's going to run for president in 2024. Mark my words. Here's, here's well, a guy that, 71 years that. old, doesn't marry somebody half his age that he met in a bar, supposedly met in a barn in Las Vegas. What does a girl of high net worth, multimillionaire, you know, inventor, entrepreneur, you know, highly educated, attractive, redhead, what does she want to do with some pot belly bag-dyed, old guy general mattis i mean it's a joke we see the setup i smell guys, i'm
1: not i smell a spy here a, a jet major marine major galvin <laughs> i smell a spy here now let me let me ask you this because um you're a one now right and by the way right. if Mattis is on the ticket i'll be kind of shocked but we'll see you might be right you know, we'll see we have, we'll, uh, we'll see that's why I have i'm not you putting
0: this out for without some kind of proof here so go ahead
1: i i believe you because you're you're on the inside track which is why i love having you but you're a Tesla, and your boss uh, just took over Twitter in the most intriguing time before midterms. I mean, how strategic is Elon Musk with all this takeover happening a week and a half before election? Now he's starting to fire people. I mean, I love what your boss is doing, i got to say.
0: Yeah, it's uh, more power to Elon Musk. You know, somebody that came to America, he had a dream, he really, truly did, and he he sacrificed. He even says in his many of his uh, public addresses that you know ever since he was a child, he he dreamed of these big dreams, and he knew to make that a reality, he come he needed to come to America. And look at how he sacrificed to come through Canada. He came here, went to Silicon Valley, worked and worked, and and a guy, you know, works every single day, six normally seven days a week, flies from city to city working at SpaceX, working at Starlink, you know, working on the factory floor, the guy knows one thing and that's how to work and makes a company and you know what when companies in America are providing misinformation, disinformation are okay, Alex, when I was working over in Hawaii for the federal government, I was, you know, doing information warfare and I know all about that. Uh when you're twisting and distorting facts and distorting the truth that people are reading. We don't need that in a platform. This book, A Few Bad Men, which there's a lot of people that didn't want this book to come out, as evidenced by the Twitter account that was created using my name, my photographs, said that whoever was perpetuating this said that I was uh, had six months left to live, was threatening to basically go crazy I was pleading for six weeks, continuously on a daily basis with Twitter, using the drop-down box. Hey, this is your policy, threatening finally to take them to court before they would take this down. Of course, these um, I know who's named, just like I've named here on your show. These are named in the book before the book was ever came out. You know, another false account was created on LinkedIn that was immediately taken down because LinkedIn's not crazy like Twitter was and uh they hacked into my facebook spewed out malicious code to all my contacts people were attacking me but twitter refused to take it until i said i'm going to take civil action so we don't need people that allow bots to distort the truth that that lie about how their advertising and marketing and uh results are you know it's it's fake news it's it's fake advertising, and that's that's well, fraud.
1: On another edition, I want you to talk about the whole space situation and why NASA can't get anything done, but Elon Musk can. But I want to say that for another edition because right now, to close out this conversation on the midterms, um, my question to you is: any memorable moments on the campaign trail? Like, give us one or two stories from the trail that stick with you coming into Tuesday. Like, any stories you heard? Any people's reactions? You're getting not only your story but the midterms
0: as a whole. Well, I'd like to mention two things: uh one about uh, SpaceX and then one about the electoral. I'm not an expert at all. I cannot comment on it not because it's contractually prohibited, but it's something that I have no knowledge of. Although you know our CEO is one and the same, it is not an area of expertise. And so I'll segue over to the second one is. All I know is the political action that I've always had. God rest his soul, Uh, Congressman Walter B. Jones made a stand for us. He didn't know us or none of the seven of us who were accused in our Marine Special Operations Task Force. uh, None of us or our families, directly or indirectly, contacted Congressman Jones. He stood up and fought. That is the example that a member of Congress should do. He took great political risk when issues – at that time war crimes had been alleged in Fallujah, had gone had been alleged in Haditha, Homnania, Abu Ghraib, um, so without Congressman Jones knowing everything that had gone on, but he realized that these Marines had you know our rights shattered, you know, this was contemptuous. He took a stand, but nobody, not Tulsi Gabbard, And I have to call her out because she is, you know, who was supposed to represent me. And she wouldn't do anything, Alex, for years. And she, at that time, was a, you know, in the reserves of the United States military, as well as a member of Congress, a big talker. So, you know, beware of the Ides of March. Beware of the Trojan horse. Don't be so susceptible when somebody conveniently changes there's a reason there's incentives so the news that you know, the news I always watch and listen to and read more so is economic news and I will tell you this and I want your listeners to take this to action America our leaders betrayed you with how we retreated out of Afghanistan they betrayed you with how they allow these generals to continue to testify for 20 years that the war in Afghanistan was going so well and we need to stay the course and spend more money more lives. And our current elected officials have lied to you and betrayed you by allowing this these continual payments for people to stay home. I see it all the time across America firsthand. People don't want to go back to work. because They were paid to sit at home for so long. It's so hard now for people to... Go back. I'm not talking about going into an office. I'm talking about actually going and producing work, quality work. So what has that led to? It's led to massive spending in the United States. You know, federal <clears throat> tax dollars being spent. It's when we shut down the pipeline. That was one of the 17 executive orders on President Biden's desk, his first day in office. Shut down our production of oil. And if you look at The XLE Index or ExxonMobil or all these companies that have uh, big tankers that ship oil from overseas to the United States, this all went crazy right in November, even before Joe Biden got in office. People knew, and when I say people, I should correct myself, institutions, people with a lot of money, people with more money than you can imagine, they knew what was going to happen just two months later. When Joe Biden shut down our oil supply, and that is what has led to massive inflation across the globe, not just in the United States. You know, I'm talking, you know, the, the interest rates. People have less spending now. People are in a situation that continues. America, it's not like you're just can be unable to afford a home loan because you've had skyrocketing house prices, which you're starting to see. Pivot, pivot down on the curve, but the interest rates, what happened, you know, Jerome Powell just said yesterday on Thursday, you know, we're going to go up another 75 basis points. It's continuing to increase and increase, which means the quality of life, you're going to have to work longer, harder, and get less, and have less quality of life. Uh, we have been betrayed. When people are coming across the border and bringing fentanyl, and that fentanyl is being spread out, not just on marijuana, but mixed in with a lot of other recreational drugs that these stupid states have allowed to legalize, and people unwittingly are getting hooked to opioids, further making them not want to work, further making them lose control of their mind, have problems like anxiety. That's led to our homelessness. I know about this firsthand, Alex. This is not something that I've been involved in, But I had a business right after I retired because I couldn't get a job because I was professionally destroyed by these generals. I had a business in the inner city of mid-America where I put up all these drive-up automatic teller machines, and I saw firsthand what this did to the city that I grew up in. And I couldn't even recognize it after I came back from serving our country for 27 years. This is what's happened to America. We've been betrayed, and if you give a damn about your country, you're going to go to those polls and vote every one of those traitors out of there. And got it. Like I just mentioned, Alex, I'm a citizen, a resident. I'm a citizen of America, resident of Hawaii. I have no political ambition because that would be impossible. So I'm not. I'm not trying to make any political statement other than America. We are a republic. We have the power, and we better learn how to use it. And that can be done on Tuesday. Take the time off. If you haven't done it so already, go in and vote and get them all out of office. And like I said, I don't care who's in there next. It needs to be a signal that we will not tolerate, we will not allow